Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. But it all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves. We become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show. Hoo-yah. Today's episode is brought to you by J.B. Well. JBWell.com is where you go to find it. Or Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And it's proudly made in the U.S. of A. So it's all about the Trans Am weekend. Yeah, we're doing a Trans Am recap and a little snafu with a with a police officer that uh, went better than we thought. But mm-hmm. uh, before we get started, here's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, Geico can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to Geico becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a choice. We're going to mandate you get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you. This is CarCast, Madam Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. How are you? Fresh off our trip to uh, Laguna Seca. Good to see you have uh, your voice back. Yeah, I lost was, my you were voice. down a couple days. It was very <laughs> odd. Yeah, I know, me not talking. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a kind of a interesting, hectic little up and down trip. Had lots of moving parts going on mm-hmm. in it. Um, we left on uh, Wednesday early evening, late afternoon. Uh, we're making good time. Got pulled over by the cops. We can get into that at uh, some point. Uh, rolled rolled into the track uh, Thursday morning. Saw the Showtime racing guys over there. Um, good guys. Good Great crew. crew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that crew is just thrashing the whole time, working hard, super smart. Mm-hmm. Like those guys a lot. Yeah. It was, uh, it was good. Went up, saw the car. First thing kind of noticed about the car was it had a kind of butterfly steering wheel. The the top six inches of the steering wheel was mm-hmm. removed. Yeah. Um, and I said, why is that? And I said, because you got to read the dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you sit very low in the car. Um, super low in the car. Kind of 
little hard to see over the dash, uh, but only at the corkscrew. The corkscrew was the place where you just you couldn't yeah you right, couldn't see right. down it. Um, but for some reason, uh, so the first time or two I went out there, I kind of cut it. I clipped the uh, corkscrew a little, and then uh, Ken, my fellow racer, the owner of the team, said you gotta you gotta aim for the kind of double oak tree. There's kind of double split oak tree. Like aim for that. I didn't really know what he was talking about, but when we did our chalk talk game film session thing in the other trailer after it you could see you had to just sort of point your car at that i've made you know the thing about the corkscrew is it's it's given people trouble it's been difficult in the past for others i've never had any issues on the corkscrew i have issues other places on the track but it's never clipped it a little short because i i literally you turn into it and -hmm. you just can't you know when you're driving a 510 you can see right down what's going on this is yeah. just looking at it it's like looking at the bow of a ship that's going over a wave you just right. can't you can't see it's just it's just memory at that point right you got to just know yeah i didn't really have much memory you know muscle memory involved but uh so there was that and uh the rain and the weather was always an issue is it going to rain isn't it going to rain i couldn't see any world where you would be out on that track where you just have slicks and 900 horsepower. I, I just couldn't see a world where that track was wet and you're in that car, maybe on wets, but not on slicks. It just, it seemed literally impossible right. to me. Yeah. I did say to one of the guys before going out for the uh, first session on Thursday, I said, uh, what if, what if it starts raining? Uh, what's the plan? And he said, Hey man, you have a lot more fun out there. <laughs> right. It wasn't really the plan. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a really plan. like a plan. <laughs> My plan was: yeah. I think you must come in yeah. if it starts raining. Yeah, knowing knowing uh, knowing what happened now, does he still? Hey, that was a lot more fun. <laughs> it's definitely a story. So uh, you know, we had Sonny with us, and he hopped on his electric bike and took off as he as he always does. And we were just hanging around by the uh, camp, you know, the the semi trucks. Two of them and the big canopy, and I guess they had four cars all total. It was four cars, yeah. Two Trans Am one, two Trans Am two mm-hmm. cars. Uh, the Trans Am two get around that track pretty quick yeah. because it's a pretty tight track. It's not like Willow Springs where your big horsepower is going to separate you from the Trans Am two cars. Your big horsepower. There's so many low speed turns at Laguna Seca. It just your big horsepower doesn't really factor in right. to those. Now, right. obviously, the fast guys on Trans Am One would create that that gap, and there there were some fast guys, and it was kind of interesting because we were talking to Chris Dyson, who ended up winning the race, uh, qualified, laid down a one twenty three seven or something. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. That's a track record in those cars, and I mean. As I was sort of looking through the internet and looking at previous races from, you know, 2018, 2019, you know, like a 125 and change on that track was as fast as it got. Right. So the fact that they figured out a way to get two seconds out of that time made it really fast. And then the fact that, as Chris pointed out to me, the fact that they did that with a, you know, small river running through turn three (laughs) – he said, uh, we figured we could have got another second out of that if that was dry. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, 
I mean, maybe eight tenths, I don't know, nine tenths, but yeah, the one of the corners was wet. So that, and you're on slick. So it does make sense to me that, well, whatever your 123.7 is, could have got down in a 122.9 if that corner wasn't wet. Yeah. You know? Chris and, and the other guys, they had like a lot of questions about that corner and like, oh, we, you know, we saw you went off and what happened? And they're like, oh, well, how, how wide is the water? Water? Do you think it's going to be there the next day? What have you heard? Is the track going to fix it? I'm like, I don't know, man. We're we're done for for now. But he was just like, I'm not done, and I'm going after not just the win, but the lap times and everything else. He he was very precise about everything that's happening in that corner. <laughs> well, the the um, Tommy Dreesy, our friend, went out and qualified and was out qualified by Chris Dyson by six one thousandths of a second. Yeah, that's. I don't know that you get closer than six one thousandths of a yeah. second when you're on anything. I don't, I don't know what that means. It means if that was a race, the other guy just beat the other guy by eight inches. I I think he literally said it was yeah like nine nine inches depending on like where on the track. But yeah, at that speed, it would have been about nine inches. Right. <laughs> so um, the car was uh, good. I I didn't really get my radio working like I would have liked. I put the earbuds in. I had the ear cups on, plugged it in, went out for the first session, couldn't hear anything, and then came back. And at some point, they're like, oh, yeah, the volume switch is right here for the radio. So you should just turn it up. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Well, more info. Definitely could have used. You're getting closer. You're getting closer to being able to use that radio one day. I did turn it all the way up uh, at a certain point, but I still, I still couldn't hear it. Now, We'll see if we can find the footage, but um, the practice session, it was kind of, kind of ominous because we were getting ready to go out. It was like one 30 and one of the guys in our crew pulled out his phone and said, it says here, it's going to start raining at two. Yeah. And our, our practice session was two 15. <laughs> and I was like, so you got to remember the whole day or the whole weekend, it was, it's going to rain, it's going to rain in the morning, then it doesn't rain until the afternoon. And there was a lot of like, a couple days in advance, there was a lot of like, well, then it's supposed to start raining at 4 p.m. And I was sort of like, oh, okay, well, we can get our practice session in at 2.15, then if it starts raining yeah, after that. Yeah, we'll just beat it. <laughs> right, right. So he says 4. I'm oh, sorry, he says 2. And I'm like, ugh. All right, then I have my conversation about what happens when it starts raining, and then the replies we're going to have fun. And then <laughs> I and then I get in the car, and it's not raining. We get buckled in, get strapped in, get pushing pushing toward the hot pit, and get up there. And we're sitting out, I guess, on the grid, kind of the hot pit, not on the track, but on the other side of the wall. I, I yeah, think. just waiting, getting the you know the five minute mark, the three minute mark, and you're getting ready to go. Yeah, and at about the three-minute mark, maybe the five-minute mark, I start seeing droplets on the windshield. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, right yeah. now. Like, and, I, and now it's in your head because you know you're on slicks. Everyone was prepared for dry track. You got a couple droplets. And not having done that before, especially in that car, you're like, I don't even – like, you, you can imagine what it means, but you don't really know. So it's just it's – just, in your head, it's bad. So they're – 
now there's like three minutes and they're kind of thinking there's maybe a little discussion of scrubbing the session because is it raining? Is it drizzling? And then, you know, we're down at the bottom uh, where the garages are on the straightaway. Well, who knows what's going on up at the corkscrew? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's wet up there. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know who knows. So I'm sitting there and I'm seeing little droplets on the windshield, but I'm I'm like, okay. And at some point they go, we're going, we're yeah. just going to do it. So I'm like, okay. So now I'm driving and the windshield has droplets on it. And I don't know if there's more droplets. We're moving around now. The yeah. droplets are moving because we're going a hundred miles an hour. So I, I'm, it's, it's a little, it's also funny. I was real meticulous about wiping down my visor <laughs> and my helmet before I got to get that visor clean. Yeah, and right. the windshield's just a mess. Yeah. There's no windshield wipers. No. And so, that's why you can't figure out really how much more droplets. Is this coming from the air? Or is this coming from the car in front of you? Is this, are you just smashing into them, but there's really not that much? Uh, or water? are they just moving around because of the air? Yeah. Because the way the car is shaped, the arrow on the car, I, it's probably not like a street car where it's just kind of hitting the windshield and pushing yeah. pushing away. Maybe there's a low pressure zone there for the intake or whatever whatever it is. I don't know. But I'm just going around the track, and I'm seeing these droplets, and they never left. And, I'm again, I can't tell if it's wet outside or it's just my windshield is wet. The track just looks black. Yeah. So, and – course i'm running out there in space i can't hitch my wagon to anybody i don't know how fast everyone else is going get out there at some point they just wave me in because my radio wasn't working they're probably telling me to come in i think after about i don't know eight or ten laps they were like i don't like this weather we're not supposed to be out here for full 45 we're going to come in yeah check the car blah 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 so i see him leaning over the pit wall as I'm coming down the straight, just waving yeah. at me. So I'm like, all right, that's a that's a sign to come in. And then we go back in, and you go back in, and uh, Motec Joe gives you the kind of breakdown of what, what went on on the track. Yeah. And there's video of you on you driving the car. There's video straight ahead, like through the windshield, your speed, all the – telemetry is laid down here's your speed here here's we'll overlap it for your driving partner ken team owner which is another great benefit right of having that same car at the same time with the similar setup now you can do an a b comparison right so they they literally do a thing where it's like all right coming through the corkscrew you guys are going you know the same speed you're both going 41 miles an hour or something then coming down into uh, turn 11 you know Ken's doing 91 miles an hour. You're doing 64 miles an hour. Like you could pick that up a a lot. And I'm like, good. Cause I I don't know when it's going to break loose. So I don't really have a, anything to compare it to you. You now, if Ken's right in front of me, then I'll I'll just put my nose on his tail and go, well, he knows what he's doing. Right. He knows where the limit of the car is, but I don't know if it's raining and I'm not sure where I'm at because I'm sort of out in space. So I'm just going to – I'm picturing – you know, it's pulling you. as you're, You just feel like it's going to break loose. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we go and we look at it. 
And, you know, and, and it's like, oh, you could be going faster here. You could be going faster here. You could be going faster there. I uh, ended up doing a pretty, pretty big tank slapper at the top of uh, six going up the hill to the, to the corkscrew. So I was a little slowed it down there because I, I did get pretty sideways there and then kind of with, pitch it back. With the droplets coming down. With the right. droplets. So now um, it's twice, like it's twofold in your head going, ah, should we even be out here right now? Like, what's- Right. So <laughs> they, they look, so my time is, you know, well off the pace at like a 138. Ken's is like a 128. And they're like, you should be able to go out there and get four seconds out of, out of this. And I'm like, yeah, that I'd say at least that because I thought it was raining. Mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly sure what to do. There's no one around me. I wasn't, I yeah. couldn't tuck in behind somebody. And this is first time out, first time in the car. Like you're still trying to figure out if you should use the clutch pedal or not. <laughs> right? I did like, use the clutch maybe in the first shift. Like, there's, yeah. there's, like you said, there's a muscle memory where like, oh, I don't have to use the clutch. I did, but they right. told me not to. So Right. So we got that. I... Like I said, I was I was looking. It would be helpful if you could look at your speed on certain places because when you go through the telemetry of it, you see like, oh, coming through the corkscrew. Sorry, coming through the hairpin on turn 11. Ken was going 56 miles an hour coming through here, and you were going 39. Like, mm-hmm. and, and if you could drive the car and look down and see your – your speed, it would be helpful, but I wasn't good enough to like check the speedo in the middle of downshifting and and blah, blah, blah. And again, my main concern was like, I don't want to come out of turn 11, get on it and spin the car. Chris Dyson (laughs) spun his car around getting out of the pits. Yeah. He, he literally was trying yeah. to turn this hairpin turn to get you out onto the track. Yeah. Give it a little gas. The car just spun and, around. He, and he got a little overzealous because of the, I think a little bit of the rain droplets, but he keeps trying to heat the rear tires. He keeps mm-hmm. spinning it. And then when you guys are just creeping out, out of pit lane, he's, he's gunning it, you know, yeah. spinning the tires. When they brought him in during practice to check over the car, plug the laptop up and whatever. Then he just hammers it on the way out and does burnout. And then not, not a hundred miles an hour, but he, you know, he spins the tires and then creeps out at 30 miles an hour. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's key, constantly just burning the, the water off the tire or whatever. Heating it up. Yeah. I mean, that's what, um, Ken said, Ken said, you know, you come out onto the track. You, the hardest part of the track is the pit with that tight, tight left that goes inside a turn two yeah and you get out there and then you get going in a straight line and you're in first gear and you're probably going 35 40 miles an hour and he said once you get it straight just punch it and you'll light up the rear tires and sure enough you're going straight and it's like yeah you punch it and it's a it's just breaks loose starts to fishtail a little you get a little bit scared like wow and then you turn the corner and you get going straight again punch it again, break, break it loose again, heat up the rear tire. So I did do that. Yeah. But it's also a, you know, reminder of how much horsepower the car has and how easily those rear tires will break loose if yeah. you jump on it coming out of a turn. And it doesn't take much. A little tipping of that throttle, just especially if you're in a lower gear, like first gear coming out of there, 
you know, it's it just breaks loose super easy. Yeah, and then also that car is a five-speed, and I believe you you're up to fifth going into the corkscrew and then immediately down all the gears into first going through the corkscrew. Then you go from first into corkscrew. You come around to turn 11 at the beginning of the straight and you're in third and you get down to first at the beginning of the corkscrew. So the beginning of the straight and then you go up and over the hill in fifth and then before turn two, you're back into first again. So you're in first a lot, and then you're very cognizant of, like, I'm turning around. I'm going around turn two, and I'm in first gear. Like, if I stab at it, it's coming around. It's going to slide. And I have no idea where the brake where, – where it's going to break free. Yeah. You know, so I was going pretty slow. But I was like, eh, the next day, I've looked at the – I've looked at the telemetry stuff, seeing that I wasn't going fast here, and I wasn't going fast there, and – was interesting. We anyway, so we'll get back to again. You sit in a trailer, you look at big screens, and it's all the data there. How hard you're braking? I wasn't braking hard enough, you know, the pressure you're on right. the pedal. I was just kind of putting on the brake, not jamming. You know, you got to just you get down to the end of that straightaway, you just jam on the brake. You know, yeah. I was just yeah. applying the brake. The data that they pull, and uh, their guy they call Motech Joe, who's who's great. His knowledge of it and being able to walk you through it, super helpful. I was just sitting in on the meeting with you going through this. I'm like, this stuff is fantastic. This is really helpful. I know. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. So we have we have kind of an extended seven-minute cut, Chris. And yeah, I, it, could be, it could be a little shorter. It's just uh, the, the end is just a bunch of different replays from different angles. Are we going <laughs> to be able to post this someplace so people can see it after the fact? Is that is that the plan? We want to be able yeah. to put this somewhere right yeah check out adam's youtube we'll we'll, we'll be playing on the adam curl okay. show as well i don't know if uh i don't know if you're able to get hold of nate and his guys but he should have sent you over the windshield water uh, i one. i uh i have gotten a hold they are cutting it right now so all right we'll uh take a look at the uh so the next day it's raining or it rains super hard in the evening and super hard in the morning but it's it's dry yeah it was just the rain. They're like everything's a puddle. It's just all right. It's just a lake yeah. everywhere, and it's the parking lot, and it's yeah. golf carts. This and is everything Nate's going. video. Nate's it's, he needs to work on that color collection. Correction it looks gloomy as shit out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it We're is brighten it up, Nate. Come on. <laughs> so um, we will if we ever air this anywhere real. Yeah, but uh, so we get the car. And it's raining everywhere, and everyone's driving through all the all the puddles and all the everything. But the track is dry, except for turn three. That has has a river going across it, a stream. Yeah. It's it's the width of the track, and what maybe five feet long. It's. It it runs the yes it runs the the width of the track or the length of you know right and it's, it's just yeah it's about I would say it's about five six foot wide going going around there yeah so it, it just completely crosses the track it's this dribble that's going right across the the track there's no way to avoid it because you can't go wide or can't go in on the inside it's just a completely it because the turns a little bit on the an angle and it's just right. It's just dripping down the whole thing. Right. 
And uh, so we'll get in a mix. Going down the straightaway. Now, and there's also kitty litter at the end of the at the end of the straightaway too, which is because a vintage car dropped some oil down there, yeah. and now right. you've got kitty litter and right. potentially some oil. So this is me going into turn three, and you see there's water going across it right there, and the car starts flying, and I hang a tire, and I just try to go straight. I didn't Oof. really. Oof. <laughs> I didn't really try to pull the steering wheel or get back on the accelerator or anything. I think we're watching the slow-mo. You see the water, by the way, has been dragged out to about 25 feet. Yeah. So it takes up the first half so of the corner. So you hit this. It gets you a little loose, so you go really, wide. So I don't try to grab it. I just kind of go wide, but there's a big pool. And then, yeah, so you're, you're going a little wide. The driver's on the outside. You think maybe hang a tire a little bit into the dirt because you go wide, and it turns out there's no dirt. It's a lake. It's just a right it's like a puddle and, and four inches deep. <laughs> I have gone around that turn many times where I've sort of said to myself, "Okay, oh, you're hanging a tire. You're just hanging yeah. a tire. That's all right. Just get off it. Get back on." That yeah. was and, that was and the problem. Y- you can't see it from this angle, but. When your when your tires hit when you hung a tire and you hit this big puddle of water from the outside camera, you see the water splash over the top of the car. Like it wasn't right. It wasn't small amount of water. So right. now it looks like what happens is so you hang a tire, splash of water, the car gets back onto the track and goes from zero traction to. A, a significant amount of traction and that just right. darts you over to the right side of the track you just fire over to the uh, complete other side of the track and spin and you hit the tail end on the wall just missing the tire barrier by the way which yeah. probably would have felt a little better yeah <laughs> would have been a little better on the car yeah you see the water stretched out 25 feet from this stream yeah I just hung it, and I was like, "All right, I'll just, I'll look, just look at all the water it. behind you." Right, that's... we're looking at a rear camera view, and it just looks like a blast of water. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, here we go. Yeah, and then the car spun around, and the backside is yeah. all all jacked up, and I'm embarrassed, but. I guess what it was is I've never been out there when it's raining, and I figure I'll just hang the tire and just kind of drive through it. I I don't know how you managed to break everything in the back of that car except for the GoPro. <laughs> That's right. Because the GoPro was still running when we brought it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Adam is uh, filming the wrong side of the car here in the back because there's some, there's, some, there's some damage there. There is some damage, but uh, I'm trying to explain the damage. So I posted some photos up on social media. And, of course, the bodywork hanging off looks bad. It's meant to look bad, right? It breaks all apart. But uh, the damage itself, it wasn't repairable at the track. They didn't have the pieces. They didn't have a welder. But it actually turned out to be, hopefully, as maybe the team was just being nice, but they were saying it's not as bad as it looks. So. The two-frame chassis and where it triangulates in the back and holds the rear end, all of that seemed to survive and be unfazed. Now, 
aft of that is some square tubing welded on that holds the bodywork, it holds the fuel cell, some oil coolers, you know, a couple of the battery, a couple of things back there. And that whole section bent and it broke the metal and it bent and it shifted uh, f- from the center toward the driver mm-hmm. about f- four inches. Like it just was completely Yeah, four broke. inches plus, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is, is oh, well, if the rest of the structure – in front it, of it, where it, the rear end bolts up and that kind of right. stuff. Right, didn't damage the rear end, didn't screw up the control arms and all of that because it's mm-hmm. very, you know, braced up. Yeah, it's just They could bring it back idea. to the shop and just, you know, <clears throat> weld on, you know, right. four attachment points, put the fuel cell back in, which did survive. Yeah. And a new battery and, and, and some body work, and then that's that's it. I mean, I right. say that's it. It ended the weekend and it's bad, but it, yeah. not as bad as... You know, these guys are good. They think they can go back and, and fix this thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, looking at the pictures, it looks like a shit show. <laughs> right? It just looks like a mess. Well, the battery really took the brunt of it. But <laughs> yeah. so, um, in terms of, you know, the time, um, I was starting to pick up the pace, even though I didn't really have anyone in front of me, but I did have some information and there was no rain on the windshield. So I was starting to get into it. A little bit. Um, I did a 131, which is point to point like Motec Joe. I guess he was trying to be nice. He said, <laughs> you did a 131 from, you know, turn six to turn six. Yeah. You did a complete lap. It was 131. Yeah. The other laps, like a 132, that was start finish. But you did do, they have enough technology to go, you were picking it up to do a complete lap at 131. And then, I saw. I thought about it earlier today, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember Chris Dyson. He said, well, we could take a second off, you know, because of the water.' Right. So I was like, "All right, so maybe I was doing a one thirty on a, mm-hmm. on a on a good day there. One thirty is not fast. It's just semi respectable and kind of in the mix. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not gonna. Now keep in mind what those guys lay down on a qualifying with a new set of tires is not what the race is mm-hmm. the race they're doing 128s in change the 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 pace you know the first five cars they're all kind of in the 128 and change range mm-hmm. you know what i mean which probably meant that um had i got the opportunity and been able to just follow someone around yeah. the track in the race i probably would have just hung around i right. I don't think uh I was going to be passing, you know, challenging someone for third place. I would have just hung out in sixth place. I could have been a contender. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, I do appreciate Motec Joe's uh, enthusiasm with predictive modeling. Yes, yes, I do too. And the best thing I heard all weekend is like, as I was getting ready to Joe, like getting ready to go, Motec Joe like came up to me and like shook my hand. He's like, "Hey, man." Don't hang your head. That, these guys are professional drivers. You just got in that car. I mean, that's pretty goddamn impressive. And yeah. I was like, yeah, but I still feel like an asshole. You know? <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, uh, most guys can't do that. Just get in the car. I, I, listen, I, I mean, not that this really changes your story, but, you know, throughout the weekend, that wet corner took out quite a few cars. There were yes. some pretty – some other pretty expensive cars cars out there that that didn't make it through that corner either 
Uh, and on race day, Saturday overnight, you know, the track people went out there and did something to to fix it. Uh, so it was, yeah, I've it never was, seen a situation where it rained. It stopped raining at I don't know seven in the morning, six in the morning on on Friday, but by you know noon or one there was still just a steady flow of water just going it was just like a leaky faucet just just leaking across across the track all right we'll see if we can find the uh rain spattered thing on there first uh i'll tell you about jb weld world's strongest bond the brand diyers and pros have trusted for over 50 years i've always used jb weld and they got epoxies they got super glues they got putty sticks Oh, man, they got wraps for all projects, big and small, on practically any surface. Metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramics, whatever you like. There's JB Weld for it. You keep it in your kitchen drawer. You keep it down in the garage or at the shop. I have it everywhere. And they're also the proud owner of Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner, well, they got you covered. JB Weld, it's available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And it's proudly made in the U.S. of A. It is JB Weld. All right, we're still waiting on that uh, that lap, and you'll you'll see it with the rain, and then you'll feel sorry for me because you'll realize that I don't know if it's raining outside or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, while we're waiting for that, um, I, I want to say again, thanks to the team and to Trans Am and to Ken Twaits. Uh, Ken was doing really great in his race. And I don't know the whole story, but he got bumped a little and, and he had uh, to take like a penalty. Yeah. And uh, kind of changed his outcome. And I know the team was bummed about that. And I Saturday when we were packing up and leaving, I think he was uh, back at the hotel uh, for for a bit, so we didn't get a chance to see him face to face. But uh, thanks to he Ken also qualified third. He was hauling ass out there, and uh, he was really racing. He had a real race on for uh, uh, third place. The race itself was really all about the battle for third, where right. Ken was in. Like that right. was very exciting to see. He didn't pass Tech either. <laughs> so. That's right in the in the, in the qualifying. Just a just a, a weird thing with the ride height and the angle of the car. I think, I think it was just the angle of the rear wing. And, and probably, a, probably a shitty template that Trans Am was using. Like, who who knows for sure? I'm sure the team, Ken and Steve, have a lot of thoughts on this. We should probably have him back in at some point to get yeah. a recap from their perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit of a snake-bitten weekend. For the team between me and Ken and third and having to not passing tech and then and then getting having to take a penalty, you know, pull into the pits and take off again. Like, but to be fair to them and Ken, I talked to him, you know, just after he got out of the car, he he basically seemed like he had third in his back pocket. Yeah, ended up going up. Uh, around turn five and getting punted off the track by the car that was in the second place, <laughs> I think ended up damaging the front of his car. Right. And, you know, I got out of the car and I talked to him, you know, 10 minutes after he got out of the car and he was like, Hey man, it's racing. Yeah. We had a good time. <laughs> and I thought, Oh, that's, 
That's what you need. There could have been worse shit to be doing that weekend. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? Like, we had a great time. You guys got out on the track. Had a great t- dinner with all those guys. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. We went out with um, Tommy Dreesey and Willie T. Ribs and some of the other guys for dinner. And one night, went out with Ken and his family Yeah, the other night. And, and Chris Dyson was there. We, we might want to have Ken on maybe in the next week because they're going to Sonoma right now, and I want to see kind of how they did there mm-hmm. as well. So they're track of the show. By the way, dinner with Willie T. Willie T's a hoot. Mm-hmm. He's he's so enthusiastic. He's a great storyteller, and uh, he's just fun. I just like that guy. He's just yeah. he's full of gratitude. He's full of full of passion, and and he's he's just fun to hang out with. Yeah, no, I uh, I completely I completely concur. None of his stories are repeatable on the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. But uh, but it, but we had like a three hour dinner. Oh, at least yeah, at least. I mean, great time. Sonny's having the time of his life over yeah. there. We're dragging him every every event. He's into it, you know. Um, the uh, the cars, uh, you know, interesting. It's got the sequential five-speed. You don't lift before you shift. You know, you just grab the next gear, keep your right foot planted. It's a little bit, you know, it kind of goes against your grain a little bit. You're very much, since since a kid, you know, pushing the clutch in and letting off the, mm-hmm. the little dance your feet do. I guess most of those guys do left foot braking. I, I can't do that, so I just chose to keep it with the right. Yeah. Um the the downshifts are the same. You just brake real hard and you just mash it back into into each gear. That sequential transmission is fast. Yeah, I mean when you not with me, but it's when, fast. When, when we go back, we review the tapes when we're sitting there, you know, looking at the data and the footage. When we go to the camera footage, you just hear wing 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 wing, just down down down. Right. You know, from fifth to first, like you said. Yeah, and the corkscrew is like it's fast. We should be able to find Chris, and you can tell. You can tell Nate to send you just a complete lap of that track, maybe just the lap before it crashed or something, and something like that. Also, by the way, not to skip over this, but fun to see the vintage guys out there, too. Mm. They got a big B-Sedan group out there. Of course, Troy Ormish, Rob Fuller, Dave Stone, all those guys, Troy and, and Rob just hauling ass as usual. Out yeah. There. And it's fun. You know, we got a chance to see it from the grandstands. Uh, you know, and see those guys run, and they boogie, man. Those lap times on those little cars are fast. I, I've said it many times. The guys out there in Cobras, big horsepower guys out there, and Shelby Mustang GT three fifty. Yeah, that Trans Am class with the Mustangs and the Camaros and stuff. And there's some scattered vets in there. You know, big block vets and stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, they're five seconds off, maybe more of what Troy. Yeah. And Rob are on their in their five tens, which is crazy. The other crazy part too is, yeah, you know, I was like, Troy is hustling that car around at uh, you know one forty three, one forty four a lap, it's really quick, and that car. But then the the Trans Am car I'm driving is fourteen seconds off of that, which just <laughs> yeah. means everything is just happening so much faster. I mean, you you yeah. back out. 13, 14 seconds a lap going around that track. That just means everything is coming at you so much faster. We were, we were talking about like how fast you go on that track because it does change what you see and what you feel on that track. 
And uh, Sonny was doing a little research for us. I think he said uh, the IndyCar fastest lap heard was like a 119. Maybe less. And and then he said the uh, the bikes, the MotoGP or something, was like 110. Oh, yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of those incredibly fast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, any time you're on that track and you're under – well, first off, if you're into the one thirties, you're if you're in one thirty something, you're you're moving on that track. If you're into the one twenties, you're really flying on that track. And if you get down into like the mid twenties, that's just as fast as you know, as a four not a non open wheel car is gonna get around that track. Yeah. And with the exception of maybe like GTP something. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> Uh, you don't go much fast. I mean, the, the, those, there's not much faster non-open wheel, full-size cars going around that track than TA1. I mean, those guys are just getting after it. That's it's it's a it's incredible to see. And you're right, the amount of time you have to think in between, you know, running a car that's doing 138 and a car that's running 128 uh, has to be significantly changed. Yeah, I don't think people really realize what, you know, six seconds on that track is a big distance. Mm-hmm. Ten seconds is huge. And we start getting into 14 seconds. That That's just a massive yeah. gap in terms of reaction, speed, time, you know, decision making, that kind of stuff. Yeah. At one point uh, in the race, the first place car and the second place car was like a two and a half second gap. And it looked like they were half a lap away from each other. It looked so far away. You know, right. like, they're like, here comes Dyson, and then two and a half seconds behind, you're like, yeah, he's on the straightaway. He's on turn five. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It just seems – and like, yeah. two and a half seconds doesn't seem like much, but it's it's almost half a track. The um, – well, maybe not, <laughs> but big gap. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the race was exciting. Tommy got out to the lead and led the first, I don't know, 10, 15 laps. Yeah. And Dyson couldn't really catch him, or maybe didn't want to, but they were 25 feet apart for the first 12 laps, right? Yeah, very aggressive in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, when they had a lot more tire. (laughs) Yeah, well, then it becomes tire management and all that that kind of stuff. All right, anything from those? uh, I don't get get why they – well, what do I know? But why they can't just send you the first lap or the – it's, yeah, it's a, I guess it, uh, they they've worked hard on that edit this morning. It's a lot of it, it's not as easy to just pull a, a video and send it over to me. I guess. I okay. All well, right. all right. But we'll probably have it before uh, the next show. All right. <laughs> well, if you can't picture it, just picture sitting in a car with rain on the windshield. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the only difference between you sitting in your car with rain on the windshield and me sitting in a car with rain on my windshield is is you have a way to tell if it's raining outside. There's you a windshield wiper like, on one car and on the other there isn't. And or even you could take your non-gloved hand and like <laughs> hang it out the window. But yeah. th- I got a net and a glove, so I'm not sure. I can't really ascertain if it's raining yeah. out on the track. And that 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 was eh, that just slowed down my progress a little. Uh, I, I, I guess if they don't have that before we wrap, how about that nice young uh, uh, <laughs> officer who said hello to us on the way? <laughs> 
<laughs> Matt was doing about 90 through the desert. Could have been 88. Yeah. It was closer to 90. Blew by a cop. Cop yeah. lit us up. I, I was like, it's fine. We'll get the ticket. We know what we did. I know what happened. Rolled the window down on the passenger side because I kind of yeah. wanted him to come around my side. There's a chance he recognized me. Uh, I take my beer I'm drinking and just hand it to Sonny and like throw it in the cooler, man. Shut yeah. the lid. Now, to be clear, we'd be like, Sonny, finish this off and throw it out the window. We're like, just put it back in the cooler. Guy walks around. He's like, you've been drinking beer? Yeah, he's like, who's been drinking it here? Like, he's uh, like, I, I have I've had a beer. And uh, that's why I'm not driving. And he's like, yeah, man. And then he's like, Registration, proof yeah, of insurance. License, registration, insurance. I give him my license. We don't have registration or, or insurance in the car. Right. I'm like, I have insurance on my phone if you need insurance as the driver. And he was like, nah, don't worry about it. It's like, what? <laughs> so then he keeps talking a little more about how much you've been drinking. Yeah. And I'm like, I've you know had a beer. Yeah. And, and then, he, then he goes, and anything else tonight? <laughs> said, no. And you're like, like what? Like fentanyl? That's what I said. I'm like, I, I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, what, do like what, what else are we doing tonight? <laughs> he doesn't see Sonny in the cooler in the back seat. I, I mean, maybe he I caught a think. glimpse of Sonny, but... Then uh, he, he keeps going, and then he's like, and where'd you have the beer? And I was like, oh, back yeah. there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, well, we stopped for gas, Yeah, and that's where we had the beer, where the you know where right. it meets the 46. And I was like, yeah, where James Dean is. And he's like, that's way back there. And he like, goes, oh. that's closed. Oh, oh, he said that's closed. Yeah. That's he's right. like, where? That's closed. I go, it wasn't there. It was before that when we got onto the 46. All right. And he kind of went, he got kind of obsessed with like how much beer you've been drinking or how, what have you been doing or what else you're doing. I, I said, I don't know. Give me a field sobriety test. I'm, I'm fine. You know? And, and then he does this thing. Like he was calm and he was nice. He wasn't laughing at the jokes. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, so you weren't having any beer? I said, absolutely not. And you said, I did. And he goes, you can have as many as you want. Right. And I was like, really? I was like, I guess I don't know what the rules are. It seemed to fly in the face of all the, you've been drinking a beer, you've been drinking a beer. Yeah. He went with, you can drink as much as you yeah, want. To you, sitting right. in the passenger seat. Yeah. And then, I mean, keep in mind, Matt was going 20 to 25 over the posted speed limit. I don't know if it was 65 or 70 yeah. where we were. And at a certain point, he just kind of looked at us and went like, all right, I've seen enough. So now here's the thing is, I don't think he had his gun on because he asked me how fast were you going? And I said, I don't know. I'm just looking ahead. It's dark. I don't focus on the road. Mm-hmm. I didn't give him a number. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he had a number. I think we were just blown by him, and he was like, right. let me just see what's going on. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he would have been like, eh, I got you at 88 or something, right? Right, right. Yeah, so, he didn't show us the gun, or he didn't he – didn't, you're right. He didn't, he didn't come out and go, you're going 91 miles an hour. Right. Yeah. And we didn't tell him we were doing 91 miles an hour. Right. But I still can't figure out whether – he recognized me. He never said anything. He, or he was just kind of realized that we weren't part of the problem. Right. We weren't. Yeah. He's like, slow it down. But you're right. I, we don't know if he recognized you. We never said your name. We never were able to produce a piece of paper with your name on it, <laughs> insurance or registration or right. whatever. I'm sure he could run the, you know, run the tag and run my license, which he didn't even run my license. Right. He didn't, go, he didn't leave the car and come back. 
He just looked at it, saw, I don't know, saw it was valid, maybe saw like where we're from. You know, he asked questions like, where are you from? We said L.A., and he can see it on there. Where are you going? We're going to Laguna Seca to race cars. Right. <laughs> you know, and you're right. I think he was just like, you're not part of the problem. Yeah, you know, when he pulled up to the car, the window was down already. It wasn't like him tapping on it with his thumb. Like, he, they love compliance, especially in this day and age of BLM and everything. Listen, it's been a minute since I've pulled over, but every time I've been pulled over, I put my hands on top of the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cause a fuss, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll give them every excuse in the world not to write you a ticket. Yeah. That's, that's the bottom line. All right. Well, if we don't have that. Well, thanks to him for letting us go, by the way. Yeah, thanks to <laughs> Officer, I don't know, for, for letting us off. Yeah. Um, all right. You can go to adamcarolla.com. We've got live shows coming up May 6th and 7th. Huntington, May 6th and 7th is at Helium, Indianapolis. And then Sea Legs, that's a live pod. That is uh, May 20th. Then we go to Denver. June 23rd. Just go to adamcrawl.com and uh, you'll find live shows all over the place. What do you got, Matt? You know, just up on, uh, on, on Motorator, my social media, I posted some pictures from the weekend if you guys want to see those and haven't seen them yet. So until next time, Adam Carolla for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.